everybody is a category of one and you, you need to learn to be not selfish, but self-centered. You got to start with you. It's that proverbial, dare I say the, put the mask on yourself first. People need to invest in themselves above all other things. And I know it's tough for, for us parents to think, no, but listen, everybody is, is relying upon you. So make it about you realize that you are a single entity and you need to find out what's going on with you and then make those decisions based upon, you know, what makes you unique. Welcome to the positive productivity podcast, episode 665. The positive productivity podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. I am so thrilled to have you here today, and if you've been listening for a while, which I sure hope you have been, you have heard the struggles that I've gone through with my health as it related to sleep deprivation and stress and how I wasn't always aware. You may have heard about how I tried the keto diet for a while thinking, yeah, I can lose weight if I eat better. And in full disclosure, I was eating like, insert your word here, I'm going to leave it clean for kids. But there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes, behind the skin, I should say, in our bodies. And today's guest, Dr. Anthony Beck, and I are going to dive in. Dr. Anthony, I'm so excited to have you here. I mean, I was sharing a little bit with you in the pre-chat just of what I've experienced, but I can't wait to hear what you've seen with clients or with patients. Yeah, we could call it either one. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for uh, sharing your your loved ones with me. That's always awesome. Listeners, positive productivity is not about perfection. I jumped into the room and I realized, oh my gosh, I do not have my earbuds with me. <laughs> I have three out of five kids homesick today and my couch ate my earbuds. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Get out of jail free card. Yeah. It's sort of scary though in my house to go underneath the couch cushions, oh, but it, let's just transfer that though over to the bodies. I mean, sometimes it's scary to go underneath our skin and see what's really going on behind the scenes. Like oh, yeah. what you think is the case often isn't. That's it. You know, and, and it's funny because, you know, I do, I have a, a training program, I have a preceptorship. So I train other physicians all around the world. And, you know, no matter what culture they're in or what country or time zone, we all have the similar challenges. It's the funniest thing ever. So it's the, so the struggle is real. But um, what happens though is, is, is that, you know, I have a couple of princesses at home myself, a soon to be seven and a three-year-old. It's, uh, mm. it's helpful to be, you know, three miles from Disney. But um, the thing is, so they'll come in on the calls and stuff like that too, and grab this and grab that and take off with this or just an exploratory thing. So it, it's always fun. But th those are the things that really matter. You know, I always turn those into little gifts, little moments instead of, uh, you know, more stressors. So I dig it. <laughs> Absolutely. So I have one that will be seven this year as well. Oh, nice. And then my I other I do have a 20-year-old though now, and she, she's off in okay. medical school. So. <laughs> So you have that span just like our house. My husband's oh, yeah. oldest is, I think she's going to be 21 this year. Nice. And my oldest will be 18 this year. So I totally feel you. And then my youngest, just their twins just turned five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine are all girls. So, you know, I'm, I'm 20% chick officially. That's mm -hmm. just kind of how that works. <laughs> Do you allow them to put makeup on you? 
Oh goodness, no. There's there are some limits to things. That's what my husband would say too. <laughs> However, they have managed to clip Barrett's in his goatee until he oh, cut it off so that they could no longer do it. Nice. Well, I can't say I haven't had a bow in my hair or two times. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I had yep. just, you know, be full disclosed, just us uh-huh. girls were talking. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, right there in the youngest three, the twin, the twins are boy girl. Yeah. So, and then there's a good 10 years before the next older one. So poor little guy, he sees the girls getting their nails done. My my husband had to put his foot down. He's like, no. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) But we found him out in the living room a few times putting on his sister's dresses just because he wanted to play princess with them. Yeah. My husband's like, well, you know, one of the great things I've learned to do is, you know, substitution. So like the things, you know, we talk about, you know, in business, how do we, we always talk about things like engagement and management leadership skills and stuff. And then kind of new to the scene a few years back came the, the concept of gamification. So, you know, what I always do is, is I'll just do a little NLP pivot with my, with my girls and we'll, we'll turn other things into games. And it's like, well, Hey, you can, instead of, you know, putting on makeup, well, how about we, you know, let me show you guys how I do, you know, um, uh, let's use some lotion or something like that. So like I have this, stuff and then now now their mornings or they'll come in there can i I have some lotion you know they'll see me kind of doing my routines so it's it's fun you know the the thing is is that everything's an opportunity you know i at least what i say when i'm working with patients and stuff to you know take our kids and you know leverage them so like they try to do us we leverage them into things that we can kind of get away with or want them to do you know like get them involved in cooking and prepping and in the grocery store putting things in the cart and so everything's a step you know to kind of you know glean them into a place to where they'll they will make better health choices out of it so my brain is kind of wired like that i've got like this deep conspiracy theory going on in my home <laughs> no, I'm curious. When you say lotion, is it sanitizing lotion? Oh, heavens no. We don't use any of that stuff. That's that stuff. Bugs, you know what the funny thing about hand sanitizer? What's that? Is, um, you know, it's glycerin based and bacteria love that. It's literally food for bacteria. So it doesn't, it's not an effective mechanism. It's just a security blanket for people. So whenever you see all that, it's actually just adding more, more junk and toxins and chemicals to your hands to carry around, tooth be told. Just go wash your hands. We have never invested in it, and now I'm happy that we haven't. Yeah, good. And, yeah, no, don't don't spin over to that. And I I felt guilty for a while putting the kids into daycare, just mm-hmm. because there's that mama guilt. I mean, I'm at home working. Yeah. Why can't the sure. kids be at home with me? But I have to tell you, it was a it was a blessing for all of my kids who went through daycare because yeah. they got all of the germs out of the way in daycare, and then when they started school, it's so much better for them. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, that's. That's the true, you know, herd immunity, you know, injecting things into your kids certainly is not, you know, get them around other kids, get that Petri dish going. They'll be fine. They'll absolutely be fine. (laughs) And I got some awesome videos out of the consequences of daycare. I mean, boogies flying out of the nose while I'm trying to do a live video. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Those things that you, you can't believe you actually caught that on tape. Right. Oh my God. I guess I can't say tape anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of live streaming. So, you know, yep. my princesses, they'll pop in on that kind of fun stuff too. But, mm. but you know, this, you know, it, it's the fun thing. I mean, like, I, I like the name you're, you know, you, you call your podcast positive, you know, productivity. And, and I think, you know, for me, when I think of stuff like that is, it, I mean, you said it's not being perfect, you know, it's a journey, it's an evolution. It's, you know, it's a process and, you know, l- little things come into play. And that that's what I really try to do is work with patients to, 
work into that things that will increase their productivity, but also pay off in their health as well. So you can kind of get some BOGOs, you know, some buy one, get ones. And, you know, it, it makes all the difference in the world when you just change your perspective on that. And that's why the same thing is, is my kids and my family, they're all a part of me. I mean, they're the reason why I do everything. So it's kind of like, you know, the little outtakes of when your, your, your dog will pop up or something. People eat that stuff up. So I embrace it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just sharing about that on a video last week. My first, I started my business in 2012. Mm-hmm. The first client who, who was ever interested in hiring me wanted to do a Skype call. Yeah. And at that time, I had no idea that Skype could be audio only. Yeah. So I cleaned. <laughs> we were in a we were in a small apartment. We cleaned up the whole living room so the laundry baskets were out of view. Talking, talking on video, and the guy, as soon as we came on, he's like, "Oh, I wasn't planning on video, but that's fine." Well, he just kept on talking, 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 talking. And all of a sudden, I see in the view of me that two of my cats had entered the room. Male and female. They were both fixed, but they forgot they were fixed. Oh my goodness. That is brilliant. Right there over my shoulder. They do their thing. There you go. Hey, you know. Mm -hmm. And the guy just kept on talking. And I got that was he was like There's so many jokes I can go around with all that story. (laughs) He's like staring off to space, monologuing, telling me all about him, not even looking. So he missed the whole deed. And the cats went on their way and I got the project. That's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I love what you were saying. I mean, if we work into it instead of working against it, they are just the small shifts. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is, is that there's just, there's so much to discuss, so much to learn. It can really be overwhelming. And, you know, I kind of went back through, you know, a lot of your podcasts and listened to some of your previous guests. And, you know, when you start looking at some, so many of these topics, you know, it's, it's, there's just a lot to it. And so, you know, my message has always been to, you know, my fellow entrepreneurs and, you know, I own four companies and, you know, I run a lot and do a lot of things. But one of the things that you had here recently was, you know, I talk about, you know, taking care of yourself is taking care of your business. And the thing for me though, is, is those, those interruptions that we have in our day and our calls and stuff like that, those are the blessings because they actually give us that pattern interrupt to where we can just take a break for a second. So whenever the, I, I kind of, I don't like, I wouldn't say look forward to them interrupting the, you know, the flow state, but when they do, I, I have myself mentally anchored to just embrace the moment and just kind of go, okay, that was a good thing to kind of get my brain out of my prefrontal cortex and shift it, you know, and uh, stop being so, uh, you know, buggersome about them. And I just roll with it. And uh, it, it usually when, when I'm talking to various patients or students of mine, it, they appreciated it too. So then we can kind of get back to it. It's amazing how it refreshes the mind right there in the moment, having those things. Absolutely. So I have a confession. My daughter wanted, she's a kindergartner. She wanted to sign up for Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. So I took her to the first meeting and they mentioned just sort of offhand that troop leaders are parents. So they're always looking for parents to lead. And the yeah. first thing that came to mind, which I sort of wish I could go back for a month and kick that version of me in the butt, yeah. was, hey, if I'm a troop leader, I can help decide what day the meetings are going to be and make sure it fits my schedule. Right on. <laughs> yeah. You're talking so, to a former you know, scoutmaster. I was mm-hmm. that for seven years. So believe you me, I know that one. <laughs> so I raised my hand. Nice. And became a co-troop leader. I had no idea how much work it was. Yeah. Thankfully, the other leader has OCD. And I, I say that in a good way. So she has been all over it. 
like the Pinterest board already has like 4,000 ideas of what we can do this year. But a couple of weeks ago, she's like, that's That's all. (laughs) Yeah, I know. She's like, Hey, can you, can you take care of the next meeting? Because I honestly had not run one meeting yet. She had done them all. And I was like, yeah, I'll take the next, you know, I'll take on the, the next few months. For those of you who are in America, and I think Girl Scouts actually extends beyond America, oh, we yeah. are in the midst of the cookie season oh, boy. while we're recording this. Mm. I am not a cookie manager. I am not in that part at all. And I had no idea how much just goes into selling Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I know. So it was my job to organize the one that's tonight. So, of course, I waited until noon yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to look up what we were doing because I, like you were just saying, I mean, you welcome those interruptions. Well, my husband is, re- he serves as a great guard to make sure I'm not interrupted. Yeah. So I didn't put the interruption into my own life to make sure, Hey, we better make sure that we have everything that we need. Sure. But it's nice that tonight I have that pre-scheduled interruption. I'm getting out of the house, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's good too, because that kind of stuff develops. I'm a big fan, you know, for, you know, productivity and and outcomes when you're juggling the problems. Because, you know, as clinicians, I know for me and and all my preceptees, the thing is, is that, you know, we're in charge of of kind of another similar thing, but with higher stakes, if you will. So we're, we're charged with dealing with everybody's problems and all their challenges because they all contribute to their status of their health. And so there's a tremendous amount of call to us as clinicians to, you know, what I say is live life in balance. And we have to, you know, practice what we preach and do all that kind of stuff. But if we didn't have those struggles and those challenges, then we'd be really duplicitous or, you know, not true to, to what we're having other people do. So basically, mm-hmm. we're serving our prerequisites. So again, same, same kind of thing. I just changed the frame on that and just go, well, you know what, this, this is, it's, it's part of what we experience. So that way we can help to uh, educate and motivate other people to, you know, just look at it in a different, different way, make better choices. But that's why, you know, it's like with the method that I use is called balance protocol. It's a, it, it is a framework, right? It's a way to navigate through all that stuff. And um, when you have systems in place, it does make it simpler, you know, and, and not to put my wife as a part of the system, but uh, she's a part of the system. So she runs interference for me too. Like for instance, I have my cleaning crew here at the house this morning. So they schedule this morning and she, she knew to go ahead and check my schedule. We all live off of my schedule, my calendar. We put everything in there. <laughs> and um, yeah, so she knew she, she caught it before I did. I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. So they're going to be ringing the doorbell, banging, bringing in all the stuff to clean and stuff. <laughs> so she, she ran interference for me, but it's so nice to have that system in place and have that support from, you know, spouses and stuff. So same kind of thing. So I'm with you on that. Well, just so you know, I mean, Positive Productivity Podcast is doorbell, tornado sirens, demolition derby, nice. dogs, cats, and kids friendly. So there life happens. There. Like life happens. <laughs> we just need to flow with it. And yes, the tornado drills and the demolition derby have been They've been featured on the show. Right. Yes, they absolutely have. I had no idea how close I lived to the fairgrounds until I was trying to record over one yeah (laughs) so a couple months ago november december 2019 and i don't like to date this but i just want to give context to listeners Mm -hmm. i made an appointment with my primary care physician who i would have to say is probably the best that i have ever had because just to give you context the first appointment that i went to i expected to be in and out in 10 15 minutes Mm -hmm. but he came in he sat down he's like tell me about yourself Mm -hmm. now i knew my schedule was packed and, and i just like 
shook my head in disbelief. I was like, what? He's like, well, I like to know my patients. So tell me who you are. So it ended up being like an hour, hour and a half appointment, which shocked the heck out of me. Oh yeah. But you know, I know that I found a winner there. Well, I went in and a few months ago, 2019 was a fun (laughs) year, if I can put it that way. And I honestly wanted to get a referral to a a psychiatrist to get some anti-anxiety medications. And he refused. And what I walked out with was a prescription to exercise for 30 minutes a day, five days a week minimum. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. I must have been an old school guy, an older fellow. No, actually. What? I'm I'm 40, and I would have to say that he's probably right around my age as well. Oh, nice. A lot of boy. That's awesome. I mean that, and that's it. There, there's so much more to that, and and I think that that's a, a really good, you know, parlay into in a discussion here about you know that in general because that's where my passion really is, you know, and and, and it's I work with a lot of you know high performance people, entrepreneurs, you know, you talk about being a, a victim of chronic idea disorder, right? You got these, oh you yeah, goes absolutely everywhere, and you know, I, I call it, you know, my four factors, right? So you've got environment, lifestyle, mindset, and nutrition. So those four factors are really where if you break them down and identify those things that you can avoid any need for you know, medications. It's, t- it's totally true. I mean, we, we have medications, you know, I'm, I'm an integrative medicine based, you know, physician, but at the end of the day, they're just, you know, band-aids and they have a lot of downside to them, right? So you, you gain one thing just to, you know, be troubled with another because anxiety or depression, which I, those are, I like to add the word feeling. So feelings of anxiety or depressive feelings, because they're, they're, they're we can't measure them at all. You can't, they don't show up in any lab. They don't show up in any diagnostic device. They're all in your, you know, between your ears. And so they aren't because you have a, you know, SSRI or antidepressant or deficiency. It's not where they're from, right? They're kind of self-induced and you, you can change them. But there, there is a lot also to consider when people take a look at things, particularly, you know, nowadays as, you know, the digital age moves forward and we get more population density and then technology goes up. So you've got all these you know, exterior energetics in that environment, that first factor, right? So everybody's all Wi-Fi connected and, you know, you've got a Bluetooth keyboard, a Bluetooth mouse and a Wi-Fi connected computer. And then you got your smart home stuff and you got your, your, your nest and you got your ring and everything is all this. And then you're wearing, you know, the, the stupid Apple watch and all this stuff. And so you got all those energetics. Those are all microwaves, the radio frequency. So those are just banging on the physiology, right? So then when you work, you know, you've got, you know, that lifestyle, which would be in the next factor right, of how you, you know, schedule your day and, and, and make time for self-care, those pattern interrupts we were talking about a little bit earlier. And, yep. You know, time with the kids and time to breathe, time to move and to exercise. And then sometimes people take that to the extreme and think that you have to do all this, you know, flipping tractor tires and tons of kettlebell swings and workouts of the day and all this other kind of crazy stuff. And then they don't realize they're putting taxation on them even more a demand on a weakened system as opposed to playing. The big thing is I tell people, instead of working out 30 minutes a day, every day, I would say go play because working out doesn't do anything great for the brain at the same time, but play does, you know, when you play and you, and you got kids, so you've got that built in. So if you can get the exercise and the mind part in it at the same time, you get that there's another BOGO. That would be a, an improved prescription, I would say, right? I love that you're bringing that up because the first day that I 
was trying to exercise and I did, I pushed through my 30 minutes, but I was trying to dual purpose it with reading a personal development book. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, I love reading personal development books. Just need to say that. And I'm learning to enjoy exercising, but putting in, and I was riding a recumbent exercise bike, but putting them both together, it was, I mean, after 12 minutes, I was like, this is hell. How am I going to get myself back on this bike again tomorrow? Yeah. I always suggest that you don't, because if, in other words, don't take with you that which you're trying to learn to mitigate. So in other words, Mm -hmm. same thing when it comes to these digital devices, I see people in the gyms on their phones lifting and doing stuff. I don't go in gyms anymore. Those are just, oh man. And I was a personal trainer for 12 years. Believe me, I I ran many a gym back in the nineties, but no, all those digital devices in that metal box and all that. Heck no. Yeah. But the point is, yeah. So I definitely suggest people don't do it. And and that's the fun thing about play because when you're playing, you get to use all four limbs if you're doing it right. And uh, the thing is, is so that, that precludes you from, you know, having your phone in your hand or books or getting your brain stuff. I mean, like really get into it and, you know, and bless your doctor's heart. You know, it's great that they gave you that you know prescription, but oftentimes this is what happens. They'll say that they'll send you off into the lone and dreary world, right? Which is, you know, dark and full of terrors. And uh, <laughs> the thing is, is they don't tell you how to exercise. They don't give any caveats or framework. They go, well, go exercise. Like that equals things like that's a definition. And that's what will happen is people will go, okay, well, I'm exercising on the recumbent bike, but, uh, you know, I'm bringing my books with me. So a little, little adjustment there. You know, really yeah. Happen, so. Well, the next day I left the book aside and I put on my favorite music. And I go. love how you brought up gamification earlier. My husband is a video game designer. I am a gamer. Oh, nice. nice. And Yes, and that's not the play that you were type that you were talking about, but I totally get it. But I've gamified my exercising and getting to the next level in my yeah. life. Like I realized that I need to hit a number of experience points every week if I'm going to, you know, reach the next level. But <laughs> anyway, so it's my next level playlist. Listeners, if you're interested, I'll put a, a link in the show notes. But I was totally jamming, and then my kids heard the music and they came out and they pulled out my yoga mat and they're over there with my hand weights, dancing, you know, that's it. And it was a lot more fun, but I was supposed to make an appointment to go back and visit the doctor again later. And one thing I also want to say is that when I was there, he said, so how many, how many hours are you working a day? (laughs) And I looked at him and I said, oh, I don't know, 16, 18. It's easier to say, how many hours don't I work a day? Yeah, exactly. And he's like, and how many days a week are you doing that? (laughs) And at that point, I was working a way out of a bad client relationship, and I was like seven. He's like, "Okay, well, there's a problem there." You're, wow. Just like you were saying, I mean, you're you're not Kim. You're not giving yourself a chance to wind down because every day is the same thing. Yeah, take yeah. back your nights, take back your weekends. Yeah. Last night, I crashed. Like I told my husband, I just want to take a twenty minute nap. It's ten o'clock already. Okay, get just let me take a twenty minute nap. He's like. Are you serious? You fall asleep hard. And that's exactly what happened. But then I woke up at five o'clock this morning completely refreshed. Nice. Yep. Because I didn't force myself to work through exhaustion. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and that, that's exactly right. But, you know, the, some people can't get in there because, like, for instance, they're trying to take a nap or sleep and, 
you know, they're, they're staring at digital devices, which have a, a, a very potentially toxic light spectrum, you know, a lot, a lot of blue in there and disrupt some things, you know, and they got their Wi-Fi going and then their air circulation and their air, you know, oxygen saturation is, is tends to be poor. So again, you got all the, that's what I was talking about. These, the environmental factors that, uh, you know, business people and drivers like us are exposed to. We have to realize that we, we, we talk about various tools and softwares and, and all kinds of little things and our, our zaps and the stuff that gets us more productive. But my message to people is, is create the environment that's much more conducive to productivity, right? You got to think about the air you breathe, the light that you see, the sound and vibration that's in there, the EMF and those kind of things. It's just, it's every bit as important as your operating hardware and software for how you, you know, do and run your business because your, your body is all that if you don't if your body and your health isn't there then none of that stuff matters at all so i think that's the biggest missing thing you got all kinds of gurus out there that are telling people to grind you know and you know i appreciate oh, that drives gary me v. crazy oh yeah you know gary v I, I want to start i want to start a couple of hashtags of you know hashtag save gary v and hashtag save tony robbins because they just look like hell just absolute hell 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 they just do i mean they got the raccoon eyes and i appreciate the message if you will and I can be critical of them because both of them just wouldn't, wouldn't give a damn about what I would say because that's what they tell people. Who cares what other people say? Okay, well, great. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> so the thing is, though, is, I mean, that's going to come at a, at, at, a, at a very terrible cost later, right? And so I tell people, you can, be a, you can be a driver, be very dynamic and work on your business and do those 16-hour days that we all like if you also invest in yourself and these other things. But learning that is one thing and then implementing it is another. So these, um, you know, the framework of it is really, really fun, right? Because if, if, you, if you correct these things in your environment, you, you, you'll return on that investment is immediate. I mean, if people just learn how to do breathing exercises, change their, and I'm not talking about Wim Hof and your, your butt off, I mean, because that'll get you in trouble. You know, correcting your ambient lighting and the stuff you use, the equipment that you do use and get rid of all the microwaves out of your environment and then staying hydrated while you're doing these things and then, you know, movement and things of that nature. It just, it's a dynamically different beast that you create when it comes to stuff and you'll actually become far more productive and you can work less and do more fun stuff. I wanted to take a quick break from today's episode and ask you if you need to take a break from your business. Maybe you're working too many hours. Maybe you're trying to work on too many things. Maybe you have too many clients who just really aren't aligned with your greater purpose. If this sounds like you, I wanna offer you an opportunity to join the Positive Productivity Pod, my monthly mentorship and coaching community. For only a dollar, you can jump in, get started, and enjoy 10 days in the community where you will meet so many awesome entrepreneurs. And then twice a month, you'll be able to hop on a live call with all of us and get the feedback that you need in that very moment for your business. If you're interested in starting today for only a dollar, head on over to thekimsutton.com forward slash pod to get started. So 
What do you do about kids who like to crop dust and cats who need kitty litter boxes? Well, we keep them in a different area. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, don't, don't put them in your bedroom. Don't put them in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, laundry rooms are good. You know, entryways are good. You know, like, you know, going to the garage, that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. I've been trying to, we've been, sorry, this is so inappropriate and not necessarily, I mean, but I, I think some of the work at That's home right. parents I'm will appreciate. We live inappropriate sometimes. Yeah. Like. So these kids, I don't know where they get it from because they don't get it from me, but they think it's just funny, the little ones especially, to walk up to you, fart, and then keep on walking. I'm like, where? <laughs> when somebody said crop dust, people are like, what? I knew exactly what that is. Yeah, I'm like, for those of you who have never heard it, that's what it is. And I'm yeah. like, I didn't teach you that. Your dad <laughs> didn't teach you that. Where the heck are you learning this stuff? And then I'm like, ah, oh, get, okay. I mean. I'm glad my office is in its own room because I know my husband is dealing with that all day, every day. We yeah. actually, if any other parents are dealing with this, this is one thing that I got out of the scouts. We have a gem jar for one of the daughters and we're going to pick up two more jars and some more gems for the other two. But when they do good things, they get another gem added to the jar. Oh, nice. And the goal is to get to 20. But if they do something like crop dusting, they're going to get a gem taken out of the jar. Nice. Exactly. Beware of the back end, we say. (laughs) Yeah. But I think as as entrepreneurs, we need to have gem jars too, you know, and and earn gems for taking care of ourselves. That's it. And then, you know, when we get to 20... Because we've had this jar in our house now for two weeks. We need to go turn it in today. And she hasn't hit 20 yet. Oh, man. Just, she's a good kid, but I wasn't going to reward her for everything. I mean, some of these things are just a given. Oh, did I, do I get a gem for saying sorry to my sister for hitting her? (laughs) No, there's this. (laughs) No. Uh, You know, do I, can you please set the table? Do I get a gem? No. You know, a gem is earned when you do something Above and beyond the norm. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. But I think we need to do the same thing for ourselves. And then when we hit the goal, we trade it in. I mean, that's total gamification, but that's sure. what makes it so fun. Yeah. So I love how you brought up too earlier the, the raccoon eyes. Yeah. I was going through my Instagram feed over the weekend and scrolling, scrolling, scrolling down my feed. And like I saw this huge difference between my raccoon eyes of late 2017 to to mid 2019 when I started shifting my business mm-hmm. to even recent pictures. Wow. And I'm not using filters, but I can see the huge difference from yeah. sleeping more, yeah, kicking out the clients who are super stressful, changing my diet. I mean, I told I literally told my husband if I never see a cold, another cold cut sandwich or hot dog ever again in my whole life, yeah, I will be so happy. So he's been, he finally got it through him. Salad. Kim will eat salad. Well, see, I call that swinging the pendulum, right? So the thing is, I, and, and, and I've been at this for a quarter century, right? So the thing for me is I've, I've worked with just tens of thousands. And the upshot is, is I see people do that. They'll, they'll go and they'll try the keto or they'll try the carnivore or they'll try the vegan or something like that. All these different constructs of diets. And they all forget about themselves. It's kind of like, you know what? I need shoes. I'm going to just go buy. I'm going to get a box of shoes. And I'm going to try them on. Well, the thing is, you got a size. Is how you're going to use them, right? And there's, there's, you know, is it appropriate? You know, dress wear for wear. There's all these what I call fractal micronages or different things that are what I call inclusionary or exclusionary criteria. So when I see people do that from nutrition and particularly business people, because remember they're all about systems and they want to be efficient and they need strategies. 
a little bit of tactics. And we're talking about all these self-help things and all these product stuff, but no one's really talking. The call to action is I, I haven't seen it in anybody doing it. They just say exercise, eat well, eat healthy, do all these kind of things. It's very superficial. Mm-hmm. There's no real mechanism of showing you how you are a category of one, how your unique biochemistry and biochemical individuality, you've got your genetic uniqueness and those things within your environment and your translated through your lifestyle and your mindset determine how and what you should be eating, not just some type of presupposition like, oh, this is healthy or not, or other people are doing this, or this is whatever the digital marketers are driving funnels to and get your free keto recipe guys. And you should be doing this because it's for weight loss and for cognitive health. Every one of those diets that are out there from all the these folks that are, and that you can, you can tell them all because they're all selling, you know, supplements and collagen protein and bone broth and all that kind of fun stuff. And don't eat lectins, but here, if you buy my product, you can eat lectins. It's, it's that kind of thing. What happens is, is none of them are giving any differentiation of the individual to their said recommendation. They're just saying everybody should eat this way because it's presupposed based upon their storytelling that it's healthy. And this is where the rubber really hits the road and people are creating tremendous downsides in their physiology. And then they come to me and my clinician teams to correct it. And then when they realize, holy crap, maybe if I should have just quantified, then I would have saved myself a lot of trouble. And that's true. And you can only do that through proper functional lab diagnostics. You you have to take a look at the biochemistry and the biomarkers that are going in there. People will manifest problems in their gut and they'll just begin to treat their gut by going, well, I'm going to eliminate dairy and gluten and nuts and seeds. And then they just randomly go after it as opposed to taking a look, take some samples, right? Of your, we can go with, with, with pee, we can go with blood, we can go with poop, you know, we can go saliva, we can go hair. There's a lot of stuff that we can figure out. That's that, you know, those key performance indicators of what you're doing. It's, so the reason why I brought this, uh, this diatribe up here is, is because when I hear stories like you guys, that's where my why kicks in, my passion of going, mm-hmm. listen, guys, I appreciate you wanting to do something different. That's wonderful. But don't be that fly trapped behind the screen, you know, motivated as hell, but just lacks direction. They came in this one little hole. They got himself into this trouble. And they can't get out just because you're bouncing around and doing a bunch of stuff and collecting all the pills, potions, and powders in that little cabinet by the refrigerator and every sales funnel that comes across your Facebook feed or whatever comes in your email sequence. Those pipe dreams doesn't mean you're doing stuff. And more times than not, it's actually cutting down on productivity, robbing you of your health because you got all these competing systems. So you got to stop that, take that little breath, calm down and go, okay, this is all about me right? I've got multiple factors that need to be determined. The only way you can do that is to properly assess what's going on in your physiology with objective data labs. So that's the critical thing. So if, if anybody takes home anything of, you know, why I love to, to talk about you know, these uh, things on these type of you know, shows and podcasts and, and on stages and stuff, because I you know, do a lot of public speaking. And, and the thing is, is that's the message is, hey, listen, guys, You are an individual, just like your business is different. We always want to talk about our USP. Well, guess what? Your USP is is there internally too, and it's a byproduct of what you're putting into it. So you got to quantify these things. So it also leads people to a lot of dogmatic stuff. I'm not a big fan of, you know, 
cold cuts and hot dogs and stuff like that myself either. But I'm not, I'm not afraid to get down on a little bit of it from time to time. So it's a, it's, it really is about when I say context, context, context. So you, you have to take a look at where you're at, the context of that and locally within that environment, the context of what your biochemistry is inside of you. And then of course, another context would be, you know, what your, what your skill set is, what your, what your level of education is, what you have, your resources and things of that nature. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Now at the risk of offending some people, I must say my husband is from a total blue collar family, was yeah. raised in a trailer. I mean, he, he was raised and this is, I will never touch one of these. I have never touched. I will never touch one peanut butter and bologna sandwiches. Oh, oh, oh. He loves them. He introduced them to one of our daughters who loves them. And I just yeah. think it, it just sounds so disgusting. <laughs> but I mean, where is he from? Where did he grow up? We call it Spring Tucky, Ohio. It's actually oh, wow. Springfield, Ohio. Oh, yeah, right on. Yeah. I'm down on the border. And we're just a little bit west of there now. So yeah. it, it's just a, a mix. And Again, for anybody who might be listening from Springfield, I do realize there are some nice <laughs> pockets. I just haven't really seen them yet. But it's well, truly a white bread, bologna, and peanut butter, and back mm-hmm. away. <laughs> but it's truly like a mix between the ghetto and the sticks. So, sure, you know, it's just that's what he was raised with. So it's the fallback. You know, he knows yeah. how to make a inexpensive, completely unhealthy meal. <laughs> Sure. Well, you know, the thing is that, and I get it. I mean, I'm from North Carolina, right? And I grew up in a single wide trailer. We were poor as the day is long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we used to do, you know, white bread and, you know, you had to slice your own bologna, you know, the Mm -hmm. pre-sliced stuff. That was for the Yeah. So you got, you get that big old tube, that meat tube, Mm -hmm. and then you, you cut it. And then we would do that, of course, with mayonnaise. And we bought, my stepdad loved canned jalapenos. So we would do that. We used to call them barn burners. So we lived, instead of using like lettuce or anything like that, we literally would put a layer of jalapenos on a big slab of bologna on white bread and mayonnaise. So I can't say that hasn't traveled down my hooter to the tutor a couple of times growing Mm -hmm. up. But as of today, I'm not dogmatic about stuff. I mean, hell, I had a couple Krispy Kreme donuts yesterday. But the the end point is, is I'm You mean you're human? Absolutely. You know, I get down, people go, oh my God, the lectins, the poofas, the glutens, the sugar. I mean, that, that Lily is the poster child for supposedly what, you know, everything is. Now, I don't do a lot of that. I'm, I say I'm lovely and delicious. I'm the healthiest person that you know. I don't have a health complaint in the world. But we have to recognize where people are at. But at the same time, you can't be dogmatic. You can't say you can't have some of those things. It depends upon what you're doing. But you can't make those decisions without what I call my Q square, M square, my qualify, quantify, measure, and monitor. So you have mm-hmm. to know what's going on because disease never sends you a notice in the mail that it's coming, right? You don't get the memo. There's no email, right? And all of a sudden, you take a seemingly healthy person that, and they just, and boom, something happens. So... If you want to do a peanut butter and bologna sandwich on some white Wonder Bread, that's really going to be determinant upon, you know, those four factors I talked about earlier. And if you basically have the affordance to do that. So I don't go all of a sudden. I mean, it sounds disgusting, but <laughs> aside from if, that. If it's your comfort food and you love it, go for it. But that right. is not going to be I would, my if, everyday I don't think it should meal. be a daily or weekly thing. Exactly. Because of those reasons, mm-hmm. I think that you just kind of have to have some controlled burns. Yep. Well, I am about two months out now of eliminating alcohol from my diet and a month out of eliminating soda. I mean, my husband 
drinks Mountain Dew like it's water. Oh man, do the dip. One of the things I've realized finally now in my late 30s, early 40s, is that I can control me mm-hmm. and I can influence and somewhat pretend to control my children. I mean, it, you know, we feed them so they don't get soda. But my husband has to make his own decisions. You know, I can't control what he ingests. But for me, I've realized that I was medicating my stress with alcohol. Yeah, sure. Which wasn't doing anything for my stress. And at the end of... The rebound is terrible. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's what I faced was that at the end of each of the last two years, and this is the only time that it's ever happened in my whole life, the end of the last two years were extremely stressful. And both years, I got horrible kidney infections. I had never had a kidney infection ever before in my life. But at the peak of the stress, bam, kidney infection. There you go. But I wasn't so, but treating then, but the people stress. People would want to go out and blame it on the microbes. I'm yep. Like, no. <laughs> yep. I wasn't treating the stress, though. You know, I was treating the symptoms of the stress, but I wasn't working on eliminating the stress. Right. And then the other thing is, remember, it's cumulative too. And the thing is, is when I talk about stress, I say stressors. Because oh, you yeah. have psychological stress, but some of those exterior energetics when it comes to you know, poor air, poor light, EMFs, and those things, those are stressors too. You can't necessarily, you're not necessarily feeling them or or contributing to them, but they're adding to the symphony that is the taxation that's on you in your business mind, your business environment, and your home business, all right? So those things people have to not take for granted. They're extremely powerful, right? Because I tell people, if you really want to kind of get an idea, have a little epiphany, is when, I think we can all agree that if ever we want a vacation, what are we going to? What are we escaping to or running to? Well, we're, we think of things like beaches. Well, what do you have there? Oh, fresh air, correct light, nice water. You're getting away from digital stuff. So in other words, it, it's funny that we kind of miss that, right? That we forget that the stressors that are in our environment, things that we just call stress and we mitigate stress, we're thinking of it all up in our brain. What about the rest of the body? What about your organs and your liver and your pancreas and your, you know, your girly and guy parts down below, right? You're getting irradiated all the time and just being affected by things within your environment that people just have to start taking into consideration uh, because you, your, your brain is going to be responsive to that a lot. I mean, it's huge. The brain patterns, I mean, we, we know, we've put the EEGs on and you can see when you, when you turn on certain energetics or do certain things that you're, you're going to have an influence on your emotions and your ability to perform in your business. Mm-hmm. Totally true. There's missing things out there. But again, that doesn't mean I'm not ever going to, you know, go stay at a hotel somewhere, which is a, oh man. I mean, it's a, <laughs> I laugh at that because, you know, we, we travel. I don't know. Do you do much, do much travel or anything like that? Do any events or speaking or stuff like that? I do events and I do speak. And yeah. I just need to say my husband and I have been married almost eight years. We have yet to take our honeymoon and what? we've even joked about just going down the road to the $35 a night motel just there to get go. an escape from our children. Oh, don't make it that easy for him. Oh no, <laughs> they don't need to know if we're that kids, close, good. <laughs> but we don't need to spend a lot of money. But you, you actually just made me realize that I need to redefine what my dream vacation looks like because it used to be sitting on a beach and having the the you know the bar boy come out with a tray onto the beach with my you know, whatever it is. But <laughs> I, I the umbrella. But I'm committed to being alcohol free forever now. So now, now I'm envisioning the hammock with a nice pillow on the there beach. You go just sleeping. Like seriously, I just want to sleep. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, go for it. Put it down mm-hmm. on the calendar. You know, that's yep. your purposeful action. You know, get it, get it on there and, and make it happen. If you talk about it, you got, you got to hold yourself accountable. Put it on the calendar. Just pick, pick a time and stick it there. It's the only way to fly. Yeah. No, we, we got married on a Saturday and we were back at work on Monday. Yeah. So, you know, I understand how that goes. When I'm yep. on my second go around, I had to upgrade from the previous regime. So did we. <laughs> so, uh, we had a, we had a whirlwind honeymoon. It was pretty good. We, we did a, we did a little bit different, but you know, every day is a honeymoon for me. My wife, you know, she is just the bomb.com. She is absolutely marvelous. And, um, you know, we, we make sure that we schedule in on back to that calendar, our date days. That's one thing that's absolutely critical for us. And it's really simple. I mean, we live here in central Florida, so we've got all kinds of state parks and, springs and all that kind of fun country stuff. And uh, so, yeah, so we'll go rent a kayak and we'll go down the river a little bit, or we'll do different things of that nature. And one thing we, this is, I never told you about this, but you know, since it's just us girls talking, but we, I laugh at it because there's a store. I don't know if you guys have them up there called home goods. Do you know what home yes. goods stores are? Yeah. Right. Man, there's so much cool stuff in home goods. It's ridiculous. So literally one of the, one of the things we did is we actually, we, we realized how much we both enjoy going in there and just finding random stuff for the house and whatever, you know, it's not like going to Walmart, but anyways, you go to home goods, you find these, all these cool things. So literally one of our little trips was, is literally we did a sweep of central Florida and we hit all the home goods stores. Like we went in the store and said, Hey, listen, where are all of them? And we got the whole list. <laughs> And we literally did this big old track around central Florida. We hit all these home goods. And of course we had to take the truck because they have some room to put. Oh, that is so funny. So I'm with you. So in other words, I know we think about beaches, but we achieved the same kind of thing. We got away. We didn't, you know, answering emails. We talked, we had a good time. You know, you stop for lunch, you eat good stuff. You find little holes on the wall, in the walls, And, um, you do some shopping. So the, the, the take home here is, is these are the kind of things that people need to understand that you just, you got to do it. It's, it's just as important as anything else. As you, if you don't, all this grinding and the hustle is for naught. And that's where your body just will break down. The stressors are massive and you could do some pattern interrupts and really you know, change, change a lot just by being consistently scheduling into your calendar to go do those things. If you're listening with kids in the car, this would be a good time to turn down the volume just for a minute. But (laughs) we are actually looking forward to the twins going back to school or going to school in the fall because then they will be in kindergarten all day. And we're already planning, you know, afternoon nap time, quote, nap time. It might actually be sleeping. It Mm -hmm. very well may not be. But like with this many kids, by the end of the day, it's like, are you serious? Well, at least I'm like, I'm tired. Leave me Mm -hmm. alone. Nice. <laughs> just leave me alone. But sure. afternoon nap time, whether we sleep or not, you know, midday break before the kids get picked up. No kids interrupting. Oh, I got to go mm-hmm. pee. I puked in my bed again. Ooh. You know, just that type of fun stuff. But also Wednesday, we are going to do our Wednesday lunch dates or are going to do our Wednesday lunch dates because the kids who are in school right now, they get jealous when they come home and they see the takeout. You got that. I mean, it's not bad takeout, but it's, you know, if we yeah. were at Chipotle midday and the ones that are at school don't get it, oh, you're so no. rude, you no. know, but now we can just get out for a little bit, not have to pack up extra kids to go with us. Yeah. Save a whole ton of money. Like, Yeah. You know, my thing is, is, you know, for us, we, cause you know, we homeschool and, um, 
so you, you, the, those little times to, of that to get away are, are, are really great. But, you know, the kids are watching is really what it is. That's what I was going to say is it's just all these little things that we're doing, you know, are because I know I'm a byproduct of how I grew up. It's amazing. I'm not messed up as a soup sandwich. So I, I recognize certain patterns that, that we did or not did. And uh, you know, I consciously, I think on purpose, right, and, and and put these things, you know, into into action points that we do, but not make it overwhelming. You know, we don't need a system for everything. You know, I mean, I, I, well, it's a system, but not overly complicated. So for me, though, so what I'll do is I'll I'll just you know double stack. You know, I talk about bogo all the time. So like when I do my little afternoon nap, you know, because I love me a nap. And then when I say a nap, sometimes it's a coffee nap. I'll actually have a, a cup of coffee. And uh, of course, a, a very special, special coffee that I drink. And then, then I'll lay down. So that way I'm actually called a coffee nap. So I don't go that deep into it. So for me, it's about, you know, a, a 25, 35 minute little, uh-huh. uh, little power down C3PO. Do you wake up totally refreshed? Because oh, I can do that after 20, 25 minutes. Yep. Yep. I'm not groggy or anything. That's the cool thing of the coffee nap. Mm-hmm. But then I'll also, I have a sound device that I put on my, uh, my ankles and wrists. And so I'll put a certain vibrational frequency into the body while I do that too. So yeah, so I'm, I'm basically stacking various you know, things. So man, is it amazing? So again, we instead of using negative energetics in the environment, use, we use positive ones, and uh, just pushes it into you. And it's a, it's profound. So that w- what you can do with a, a 30 minute midday nap is oh my goodness, I mean that thing is just like so refreshing. That that is. Something that people, if you haven't done it, again, schedule it into your calendar. Like Lily, your calendar should go off like you're looking at your clients for the day. You go, boom, you know, me time, nap time, meditation time, whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, makes all the difference in the world. So my point of that is, so get the kids doing it too. So you get them on your schedule. They love their little nap time. It's great. Oh, we haven't quite learned that one yet. But yeah, like the oh. two... The two o'clock, 20 minute nap works great for me. The 10 p.m. 20 minute nap. Listen, if you complete the nap, you get a gym. Mm, Yes. Love it. You can make a double. The one, the things that you really want to do, they're doing to give them a double payout. Yep. Absolutely. Can we go back to what you were saying about the testing a little bit earlier? For the listeners who are curious about what their practitioner or what they should be getting tested, are there any recommendations that you have? Yeah, because here's the thing. A lot of times people say, well, they did blood work, you know, blood work. Right. Well, there's a lot of stuff in your blood that you can tell the tale, but there's a lot of stuff that you can't tell in the blood, right? So it's various ones and to, without getting into naming all the different, you know, biomarkers. You really need somebody trained or knowledgeable in the workup being based upon your story and what you want to do, right? So there's literally tens of thousands of quote unquote tests. Like I'll give an example. Some people, oh, well, I'm tired. You know, I'm constipated. I have dry skin. My hair is falling out. I'm under a lot of stress. And people go, oh, it's your thyroid. They just go straight to telling you what it is, right? And then here's what you should do for to support your thyroid. Or, oh, it's your adrenals. So you need to take this supplement to support. That's the, that's the tricky term. That, that's, that's how you know you're getting BS. Support. Mm-hmm. Remember, they have no insight. So you're, the patient's individual story will really tell the tale. You know, you, you are you know, a business mentor and coach too. You know, you got to start with an intake. You got to figure, okay, where are you at? What's your business? What you doing? What do you have? What are your resources? You know, we got all kinds of things like, you know, disc scores and we've got SWOT analysis and all kinds of things to kind of quantify, right? And qualify. Well, la- you know, the, the patient story tells the tale also of what labs we should do. So we got a zero on it. Now there are certain labs that are, 
applicable to everyone because we kind of do what I call, you know, my method balance protocol is a systems biology, right? So we look at all the systems, not, it's not disease specific, right? We don't just jump to, it's your thyroid, it's your adrenals, it's your brain, it's some quote inflammation, like inflammation is a thing. There's, that's, that's like saying automobile or like saying website. <laughs> so the point is where I'm going with that is you got to know the patient's case and what they're working with, what's their unique history, everything that sets them apart from everybody else, and then create a plan of assessing across systems biology. Now, some of the ones that I'm going to do on everybody, one of them would be like, for instance, a urine organic acids test, where in that particular test, we're able to get look at markers for malabsorption in the GI, bacterial dysbiosis, fungal dysbiosis. We get to take a look at Remember, these are all markers in your pee. So right. we can look at neurotransmitters when it comes to epi, norepi, dopamine, serotonin, right? Those things are all in there. We could take a look at the, all the your mitochondrial metabolites. You know, we can really dial in and see exactly what your multi-cylinder engine is firing or not. We could take a look at certain levels of toxins that are in there, taxation on your liver and clearance systems. We take a look at all the vitamins, right? When it comes to the B's, we have markers to determine levels of methylation, all in just your urine for crying out loud. So markers like that. Like, so people go, well, you know, you, you need some B12. Well, there's a marker for B12. It's called methylmalonic acid. And we can check that in your urine. And that can tell us if you have a functional deficiency or insufficiency of B12. And it's the same thing for folate. It's the same thing for B1, 2, and 3. And there's just a bunch, right? And so those kind of tests really reveal a whole bunch of stuff and, and, and the downstream effects of what's those four factors manifesting, right? So you should make nutritional decisions only based upon what your current status is and what your metabolic you know, condition is. Some people need to be higher carbohydrate and lower relative to fat. Some people need to be higher fat relative to carbohydrate. Well, how do you determine that? Well, we can do it through this, these particular tests. So that way you know if you should be keto or if it's right for you or not. Keto can absolutely, I, I see it more times than not wreck the hell out of people's metabolism. Yep. And their that GI too. That is so fascinating to me because, I mean, just like you said, it's, I mean, I do marketing automation, but I can't yeah. see if a funnel's working yet. Yeah. That's right. And you got these different mechanisms. We got all these tools like Infusionsoft and different things like that. And we can, same thing when we're doing webinars and we can see where, where everybody checked out, when everybody leave and you can improve your message to people. Cause yeah, this is business. I mean, I'm a serial capitalist. So that's exactly right. That's, I'm glad you said that because that's the message. I, I really want business people and entrepreneurs to understand that you're doing these things. This is nothing new. I'm just asking you to apply it to your body. Mm -hmm. You know, we do it for, you know, all kinds of things. We, look, we, we, we do pixels and we do cookies and we track all these things and we do Facebook ad campaigns and we take a look at clicks and things and what, you know, and all these KPIs, right? Well, where's the KPI for you? What are you doing internally? You, I mean, all of those markers mean things. They're well-established. I've been wielding them for 25 plus years. And it's the, we, I hate to use the term, but it's the game changer. It's amazing when your body is dialed in and you're only going to dial it in if you know what it's doing. And you can only do that by assessing it properly, not just going, well, I went to my doctor. He, he did a, you know, a Chem 14 panel and a CBC and differential and a lipid panel and everything is fine. 
Well, that's like, you know, taking a look in your, your pantry to see, you know, what kind of food you have. Like, uh, there's the refrigerator, uh, there's your storage unit. I mean, there, there's more places to look is my point. Yeah. Oh, this is so super fascinating to me because you're speaking my language now. I mean, nice. when I have <laughs> clients who are working with a sales page or a landing page and they want to switch 18 things to see if it performs better. Yeah. How are you going to tell which thing helped it perform better if you're changing eight things at once or 18 that's things right. at once? Uh-huh. And, and we're going on, really, is that button color really going to do a thing? Should we shake it? Should we flash it? Should it right. be blue? Should it be red? You know, we talk about all the funnel hacking stuff and the split yep. tests. And, yep. and you're like, well, hold on a minute. <laughs> How do you know it's your thyroid? You're sitting here saying, well, I'm going to take this supplement because, you know, Gundry said it was there, or Axe said it was there. They're just, in, in my opinion, they're just all charlatans selling people software and plugins for their websites that, that are just bogging down performance. You, you just you got to cut through all that crap. There's just so much. And, and the business world, because we all want to be productive, mm-hmm. right? We want, we, we want to be profitable. We want to do our influence, our impact, our transformations, all those little buzzwords. But what about you? I'm the keeper of the faith. I'm like, listen, what's going on with you? Right. I mean, you, you hear the one saying, well, it's okay for me to do this and this and but you, you okay? You, you can get a lot, get away with a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't know how George Burns smoked ten cigars a day and lived to be over a hundred. I couldn't do that, right? right? So my point is, is don't live vicariously through other people. Don't do things based upon presuppositions. You can measure it. All of these things. There are methods out there that are just like the mechanisms you use for your digital business. Same mm-hmm. thing. I just want to add one more thing. I've noticed I have an amazing client right now who just gets really overwhelmed with all the things that we're going to be implementing. Yep. And I found the same thing for me when I was working with one coach, a nutrition health coach. Yeah. It was start all of this right now. Yeah. You know, not work one thing in and at a time. And because I wasn't working with anybody when I gave up alcohol. I wasn't working with anybody when I gave up soda, but I didn't do it at the same time. Have I given up my coffee? No. And I really don't plan to, but I'm (laughs) also realized that I do not like my, I do not like butter in my coffee because I don't want to feel like a grease ball for the rest of the day. Uh, Well, and that's just it, you know, and, and, and no offense, right. But I don't really care about offending people. But the thing is, is the vast majority of quote health coaches, if they're honest with themselves, know that they give everybody the exact same thing. They have this, they're how, they have their shtick. They're keto-oriented, they're elimination diet-oriented, they're Whole30 oriented, they're Weston A. Price oriented. And they don't have the, any training. I mean zero, okay? Because I know the educational ones out there all the way from the different little colleges to even registered dietitians don't. They don't get functional lab assessment. There is none of that in their curriculum. They don't do labs. They don't do testing. They say, this is what's healthy. This is how you should eat. And they're talking things like organic and sustainable and eating off the rainbow. And then, but how it all comes together is entirely different. And they're always going to have something that they demonize. It's PUFAs or it's gluten or it's dairy or something like that. Or and all so, of the above. So you just have to give up everything Hell, that you have in it. your house right now. Yeah. Or they're yeah. going to tell everybody you need to be keto because they'll go through like a course, like even you know, like Mark Sisson's thing. He's got a primal, you know, education to put out health coaches and you know, they, they, they pay 5,000 or 2,000 bucks and now they're a health coach or FDN. There's all these sham, 
you know, uh, organizations that are, in, in my opinion, they're that. And they're just putting out people who want to help people, but they're not aware that they don't have the ability to help people because you're just regurgitating the same shtick, the same whatever. And then, of course, you know, there's wonderful people like you who help them on their back end and they develop their funnels and their, their message and their offer and all that kind of fun stuff. So I, I get it. But at the end of the day, though, there is a superior way to go. And so I tell people, be careful of the health coaches. Be careful of these folks that really don't have proper clinical training or, or experience. And if they don't back up their recommendations with objective findings, because you couldn't do any of your business without objective findings, if, you don't, if you're not measuring these things. So when people tell you, this is the way you eat to be healthy, smart, and so forth and so on, well, based upon what? If you don't track your ads and, and your clicks and your stuff or do audits, if you're in a business office and you're not knowing what marketing department's doing, sales department's doing, HR is doing, you know, what's the mailroom doing, you, you got to oversee all these things. You just don't go, boom, stick in people into the company that didn't even get a job interview. It's just a person that says they can do the job. So that's how I liken it, your, your world, if you will, to my world. And then you got to have systems. You can't just do it all at once. There's, there, you can do the right things, but in the wrong order, and you're going to be in a, a hell of a place. Mm-hmm. So it's also about the right order of operations. You got to do things in the right order, even though they're correct for you. Now you got to put them in a sequence that you can actually make it a part of who your client or patient or whoever is. You know, line upon line, precept upon precept, as I said. Bam. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Anthony, for anybody who's listening, where can they go to find out more about you, what you do, how they can work with you, and all of that great stuff? Well, there's two things. Um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm really selective of who I work with, but I also have a, a whole medical team. You know, I, I train other clinicians, so I have a fantastic preceptorship program for people who really want to learn how to do what we do. So everybody from medical doctors to chiropractors to health coaches in denial. <laughs> but anyways, anybody can find me based upon my brand out there, which is Dr. Anthony G. Beck. Dot com, right? So dranthonygbeck.com. So that's my personal website. My method in my programs, uh, that's balanceprotocol.com. Balanceprotocol.com. So those two places. And you can find those all across social media and Facebook. I have a fantastic group on Facebook called Balance Nation uh, where we really allow people. It's a closed group. But you can see how they just can't see whatever you can ask to join. But basically, it's where we really get into the nitty gritty of these things. And people can ask and field questions and uh, without any dogma or any uh, obtuse thinking. So that's another great place. Yeah. So the Facebook group, you can follow me on Instagram. Same thing. Dr. Anthony G. Beck on there or Balance Protocol, both of those. That's it. That's why I'm Amazing. At. Well, listeners, if you are trying not to burn dinner driving or don't want to fall <laughs> off the elliptical because you still have that device attached to you, you can head on over to thekimsutton.com forward slash PP665 at your convenience and find all the links, the resources in the transcription right there. You have blown my mind and I want to thank you because you were you've combined speaking your language with speaking my language, which, which makes it completely understandable to me. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate you, Sweet. You are so welcome. Do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can leave with the listeners? Yeah. You know, the big thing is, is it's central to my message is the fact that everybody is a category of one and you, you need to learn to be not selfish, 
but self-centered. You got to start with you. It's that proverbial, dare I say, the put the mask on yourself first. People need to invest in themselves above all other things. And I know it's tough for, for us parents to think, no, but listen, everybody is, is relying upon you. So make it about you. Realize that you are a single entity and you need to find out what's going on with you and then make those decisions based upon you know what makes you unique. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.